One, two, three, ding, ding, ding. I don't have anything corny to say right now, but I am back. Uh, Good day, good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening. What's going on, everyone? It's Jason Jones, uh, full-time NBA culture sports writer, part-time wrestling podcaster, (laughs) full-time wrestling fan. And welcome back to the latest uh, episode of the Yes, I'm watching wrestling podcast where I give you just my basic blah from a fan's point of view uh, perspective on wrestling as someone who has watched professional wrestling at this rate for at least 35 years. uh, Most of my life, damn near my entire life, I've been a wrestling fan. So let's go ahead and talk about what's going on in the business. Uh, First, I want to start off by uh, shouting out everyone who retweeted my tweet about uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, I've, I've been busy with the NBA and free agency, so I hadn't uh, recorded anything. But a couple of weeks ago, I'm watching uh, SmackDown with my oldest son, who's 12. And John Cena makes a reference to a missionary position. And if you find someone who can do missionary for 20 years straight and make it good, you should keep them. And... I make a joking tweet about now I've got to explain about missionary position to my kid now. It's a joke. You know, no big deal. And apparently some of the people and some some people thought it was funny. And some of you weirdos out there thought I was like serious. Like, oh my God, he couldn't have never watched the Attitude Era if he thinks this is extreme. Calm the fuck down. It's a joke. Some of y'all went way too far. I saw some uh, stuff people sent me. People talking about, well, what's wrong with my son? His son, you know, all, you know. First off, don't ever come at my child. Don't, don't ever do that. That's just not cool. My kid's twelve. And secondly, it was a damn joke. Some of y'all, you know, when I see those type of reactions, I say to myself, see, that's why some of us wrestling fans get made fun of. People like you who take the shit way too damn seriously. It's like ridiculously insane how seriously some of you take yourselves when it comes to this business. But it was all in fun. Shout out to everyone who enjoyed it and, you know, got a laugh out of it. And said it was all good, but it was definitely a funnier thing. People started sending me the tweet. You know, I know some friends who were in the business. They sent me there like, hey, man, people are really liking your tweet. They think it's funny. And, of course, those people got the joke, and some of you just don't get it. And uh, I'll let you live with that because, yeah, it was all in fun. It's all in love. So, yeah, continue to watch the show with my kids. Have fun with it. See what it do. But enough about me. Let's get on to some of the latest things happening in wrestling. Since we last met, um, WWE released one of my favorite um performers uh bray wyatt one of the most creative innovative guys they've had in the last 15 20 years uh you read that there was some uh bray was dealing with some issues in his own personal life and maybe this was a mutual thing but damn it it still sucks i mean bray uh, wyndham rotunda is responsible for two of the greatest gimmicks creations in the last, easily in the last 10 years in WWE, two of the greatest. One, the Wyatt family, 
Secondly, the theme. All from the mind of this, you know, I'll, I'll call him a creative genius. And what did the WWE do with it? They fucked it up. Of course they did. They fucked it up. I mean, you turn and it was fucked up because they went back to the well of let's go bring somebody back and just I mean the fiend was white hot. And why did they, what did they do to the fiend? They have him lose to an old ass Bill Goldberg. And it they basically let a guy who hasn't wrestled in a year or two squash the fiend. Completely just counterproductive to what's going on. And that's just the theme with WWE. Just whatever seems to be hot, whatever makes sense, someone overthinks it and they fuck it up. And, you know, now you've basically given the fiend character to Alexa Bliss, which is cool, I guess. But how can she be this without, I don't, I just, you know, how can the fun, you know, how you do that? I just don't get it. Like, you basically took his creation and gave it to someone else. And it sucks. It really does suck. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It sucks. So, shame on you, WWE, for that. And my hopes and thoughts are that whatever uh, Wyndham is de- dealing with, that he's, you know, he makes it through it. He comes out better and that in some form or fashion... Even if it's not wrestling, but we get to see and enjoy that creativity, that uh, all those things that he brought to the to the WWE. I mean, my man turned Husky Harris. He went from Husky Harris to real, you know, a multiple time champion and really an iconic figure in the business. So, best out to him. Wish best wishes out to him and his family and all that stuff. I just had to get that off my chest. Like I said, I've been gone for a minute, so I had to get that off my chest. Now, now, back, no, back to more recent happenings. A bunch of more, a bunch of, bunch of, uh, uh, well, excuse me. A lot more talent's been released by WWE. This time they gutted NXT. Eh, I shouldn't say gutted, but they took a nice little, you know, knife, whatever you want, to the roster and. Not, you know, you you let go of two former, two recent North American champions and Leon Ruff and uh, Bronson Reed. The Bronson Reed one was really crazy. The man was in a feud with Isaiah Swerve Squat Scott, what, like three weeks ago, a month ago? Just dropped the belt and now he's gone. Whatever, but uh, to me it speaks to a larger... I mean, Mercedes Martinez was just in a feud with the, for the uh, title with... Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, that long ago she was released amongst others, and to me it really speaks to what I consider the devaluing of NXT by WWE, and I would have argued as recently as this year that NXT was a better show than Raw and SmackDown, or definitely at least better than Raw. You know, I think Roman Reigns has saved SmackDown, but but they completely devalued it. I mean, if two cha- two recent champions are released. If you look at the weird booking of Karrion Cross on Raw, I mean, Karrion Cross is destroying people on, on NXT. For God's sake, you tried to put Finn Balor in the title picture on SmackDown, and the last time we saw Finn Balor on NXT, Karrion Cross was mopping the ring with him. 
And so you put Karrion Cross on Raw with his NXT title on and without Scarlett. And you have him lose to Jeff Hardy. And I was willing to kind of forgive that. Like, you know, you know what? You're going to have him come back and just squash Jeff Hardy and then you build him back up. Next week, I guess Jeff Hardy's not available. He beats Keith Lee. Then you have him come back and lose to Keith Lee, a guy he beat for the NXT title. So what the per- what is the purpose of the NXT title if you're going to make the champions the champions look weak? What's the purpose? What are you doing? I don't get it. And I thought Karrion Cross had a chance to come in, you know, you know, with the rocket on his back, on fire, and just be a monster heel. Now you got him losing to Jeff Hardy, who was barely on TV. And my man Brian Christie said at the time he thought it was terrible booking. I I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Brian, you were right. I was wrong. Damn it, I was very wrong. It's a damn shame what they're doing over there. And I said they're completely devaluing the brand. And if you've read, you know, that, you know, from the man Sean rap, you know, that, uh, I guess they're they're looking to re rebrand NXT, make it more about young talent and someone, you know, and all that stuff. Okay, whatever. But still, what does it matter if you're going to make their belt useless? I mean, you literally, you know, you let their champion go in there and lose to a dude who we hadn't seen until last time you had him in a major angle. You had him playing an alcoholic, which was close, classless given Jeff Hardy's uh, past. That being said, you know, but. Yeah, it's this. This is just not good. Not good to, you know, to me. It's, you know, making me not very happy with WWE at all, just because of how those things have gone lately. So, you know, and furthermore, during my trash WWE portion of this podcast, as you saw with the release of Bronson, you know. Yo, a guy who they were giving matches on Raw and giving dark matches on Raw not that long ago. You know, the way that Aleister Black was pushed, returned, and then was released. A push in WWE right now don't mean shit. It don't mean nothing. It means nothing. Because, you know, hell, carrying Cross had a push. What what's, what's the purpose of giving a guy a push if you're just going to just squash him? I mean... I'm already preparing myself mentally for the Bill Goldberg destroys Bobby Lashley. And, you know, is it going to happen? Who knows? But they have to realize you just can't, you know, bring these guys back who haven't we haven't seen in a year and then be like, oh, yeah, he's going to destroy that guy now. It just makes no sense. Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to dwell on that anymore. I just kind of like I said, it's been a couple of weeks. I'm just getting some stuff off my chest. Which moves me to uh, one of my new favorite, more favorite follows on Twitter. That uh, I wasn't following before, Mike Bennett. Yo, um, we actually had a we were actually uh, he was actually tweeting about music the other day, and you know, y'all know I love hip hop. About what was the best song on the uh, on the um, on on Diddy's debut album, and so. He made me go back and listen to it, which I love, by the way. If um, if you got music stuff, y'all go ahead and send it to me. I love it. I love all your uh, all your music suggestions. But 
back to what we're talking. Uh, this is another get off my chest stuff type thing. What? Uh, a couple? No, about a week or so ago, they were. He was having a a. And I thought that was a cool little discussion of you know with the fans and there was a portion where um, he referred to a, basically the WWE cult and that kind of set people off you know the, the whole uh, you know the um, the whole uh, fan not the fans but the, the WWE uh, fan base was all set off by the uh, the notion that um, <laughs> someone would call them a uh, no a cult, and I don't know why it, it made him so mad because he was actually I thought he was spot on with what he said personally. I thought he was spot on with what he said in terms of there is a section of wrestling fans who believes WWE can do no wrong. You know, they just really believe that he can, that, you know, there's nothing that can, you know, that WWE does no wrong. And of course, that's crazy. <laughs> that's not true, you know, but hey, you know, and those people, you know, came from, came from Mike and to the point to where I can't, you know, they're probably unrelated, but I, it looks like uh, Mike Bennett's Twitter is gone. I can't find it. I was trying to, before this, you know, got things got going, uh, and get some, um, kind of go through some of the tweets, and it's like, says, no, the, the account doesn't exist, which is crazy to me, but who knows what's going on nowadays in the business, you never know, you never know with social media, but the fact is, the greater point I was trying to make was just that, this whole idea that, um, WWE does no wrong, which is, of course, crazy, and, where it, to me, where it start, uh, where I had to kind of learn. I used to think that way too, but I was also a kid, you know. But as I got older and looked at some of just the terrible things that you know WWE has done when it comes to some of its talent, if you watch the dark side of the ring at all, you know you see just some of the craziness. That you know, that happens on there, and I mean, just if you if you if you need a point of reference, uh, look at the um, the Brian Pillman uh, episode, and just the uh, the craziness, the just the crazy, the whole interview with his widow. That was just disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. And, you know, when people in uh, uh, Mike pointed out just, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, 
he, you know, the WWE just laid off, you know, literally dozens upon dozens, topping over a hundred, you know, uh, wrestlers and talent and all that. And it's all true. It's, and it's, it's, it's sad that we've got people who were fans who were such marks for the, such marks. They refuse to acknowledge that, Hey, some of the shit ain't cool. It's just not cool. And you can be, as he even tweeted, I guess that's too bad you, though, you can't find the account, but you can be a fan of the, of the, um, the, the talent at WWE. I'm a big fan of a lot of the talent and not support some of the low handed shit that happens there. You can do, you can, you, you actually can do that. And a lot of people just refuse to uh, believe that. It's like they wanted, they just refuse to believe that WWE can have anything that's not, I don't know, that's not perfect. And it sucks. It really does because you would love to see, you know, I, I would say more diversity, more just, I don't know, more humanity in the business. And you can't get that unless us as fans hold the people putting the, the stuff together accountable. And, you know, it, and you, we're just not getting there yet. We're not there yet. And it's, I would love to see us get there. I really would. But it won't happen until we call out some of this bullshit. You know, we call out, you know, the big boys for what they do. And we, you know, well, this is also kind of calling out myself. We got to support, you know, the independents. We got to support uh, AEW. We got to support Impact, Ring of Honor, you know, New Japan, all of them. We just got to support all of wrestling to get the best for the fans. And if, we're, if you're going to be a basically a mark for Vince and it's all he he's all right and he can never do any wrong and not to say that Vince is all wrong but we got to be objective at some point and make sure that we don't fall into that category of Vince does no wrong because then you know then we then we belittle other promotions and other talent and come with the idea that unless you're working for the WWE you're not worthy of our support or admiration or anything when it comes to the business. And I don't agree with that at all. So that's my rant on that. Uh, before I get out of here, would be wrong of me to not acknowledge uh, the passing of one of the greatest wrestlers, definitely one of the greatest, you know, of all time, one of the great tag team wrestlers, beautiful Bobby Eaton, uh, legend in the business. Uh, if you look, you talk to a lot of your favorite wrestlers, Bobby Eaton was a guy they watched a lot and learned a lot from, especially tag team wrestling, especially, you know, Bobby Eaton is one, you know, was one of the, was one of the best, you know, you know, I saw him, you know, coming up in the eighties, you know, as a kid, you know, I would, I would watch, uh, when I would watch, uh, WCW old NWA stuff, you know, you'd see, you'd see beautiful Bobby, you know, you know, part of, you know, the. You know, he had the was part of the stable with, you know, Paulie Dangerously, who we all know and love now, you know, Paul Heyman. But yeah, one of the sadder, you know, a sad moment for wrestling fans and, you know, just the business as a whole. So I wanted to make sure I said that. I want to shout out AEW for some of their creative, kind of interesting booking lately. Um, I'm going to say something good and bad about AEW before I go. One, 
I love some of the stuff they're doing with Chris Jericho. Just, I mean, so many people they're bringing back just to give, you know, it's highlighting some craziness, you know, obviously. You know, we got pizza cutters and shit on on there, you know, and but it's it's different and I'm with that. I'm with I'm with things being different. And like who in the hell would have thought we'd see Juventud Guerrera in twenty twenty one on television wrestling. So shout out to them for that. And before I go, gotta say one thing that I don't like about AEW is I think uh, they haven't fallen completely into it, but why the hell is Jade Cargill like not fighting on the main show? I mean, all that build up. I think you have they have a great chance with her as far as crossover appeal. You had her in the whole thing with Shaq, and with all that, why would you have all that build up only to now have her wrestling at you know on dark and? And the whole having her with a manager is just annoying to me. She doesn't need a damn manager. I just don't like it. And I just hope that, you know, um, if the AEW has gotten a ton of props for their diversity, and rightfully so, they do deserve some props, but I think they've got a great chance with Jade Cargill if they do right by her and having this little dorky dude talk for her, you know, that's not the move. I don't like it. So, not that my opinion matters. No one probably even cares what I have to say. So, <laughs> it is what it is. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, still busy time in the NBA for me, so I'll be back in the next couple of weeks. But tweet me at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Uh, Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. All that good stuff. You all be good out there. And yes, I will be watching wrestling. Hope you are too. Take care. See you when I see you or something like that. I'm probably not going to see you. So, holla.